0: cappuccino with constable brian real people real stories
1: last time the power surge hit the station and everything went black about two minutes after i spoke to you and i'm like oh my
0: god and it was
1: just in that phase when zoom was gonna save and i'm like oh this is not cool (laughs) this is not
0: cool Hey, that's okay. I wanted to meet you in person. All
1: right, so here we go then. Check this out. So my guest today, these were last time's questions, Clint? What's this?
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Because i got new ones. So uh,
1: so my guest today is Quan Gracie. She's from Yakima, Washington. Uh, She describes herself as the darkest blue belt, uh, possibly in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Who knows? Uh, She's Brazilian. She's a pro dancer. She's been an English instructor. She has a BFA in dance performance from Chapman University. Uh, She's opened up Gracie North Jiu-Jitsu with her sister, Qualen Gracie Snyder. And Professor Bruno Iglesias, is that correct? Or is Professor Bruno sort of... In and out sometimes, or is it just yeah, you two? It
0: was just us two. We mm. had Mateos, and then we had Breno, and then we had Bruno. So uh, we're the black belt instructors.
1: Roger, right. She's a movement and play specialist. She's an avid jujitsu pilgrim and traveler, hence the reason she's in New Zealand. She's always dancing and she'll handstand. She even sent me a handstand emoji. like I didn't even know there was a handstand emoji. <laughs> what the hell? Um, her father is a gentleman called Hicks and Gracie, and her grandfather. Is a man called Helio Gracie and I don't know if you know this or not but I found out last night that your great 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 grandfather was a Scotsman called James Gracie yeah yeah there you go yeah yes. so there you go all right so speed round uh, dedicated to speed because I think it's the world's best police movie it's got Keanu Reeves in it and he's only a blue belt in jiu-jitsu so I all used to tell the kids that I was almost as good as John Wick at jiu-jitsu <laughs> because there's no way I could ever say I was as good as your dad. Um, so, <laughs> if Kowan was to compete in Pride, what would be your theme song to come out to?
0: Ooh, oh, my there, gosh. He really changed it. Oh, I changed it. Like that.
1: <laughs> Always expect the unexpected. Oh, yep. wow. I have
0: no idea at all. My Pride theme song. We'll come back to it. I'll, yeah, I'll come back to it. I'll put a mark really on it. Yeah, tough. Yeah. I love music, so that's a hard one for me. That's all good, Rob. <laughs> uh, the
1: last lesson you learned?
0: Um, the last lesson I learned is about snowflakes. So, snowflakes go and create very big snowballs so as long as one flake drops we're all very unique and we'll create our very big snowball
1: boom there you go and lots of our New Zealand listeners will have no idea what snow even feels like (laughs) but that's cool Brazilians too (laughs) (laughs) I know you do living in Washington (laughs) Uh, the best dancer of all time is who? Um, the
0: best dancer of all time is mm, Michael Jackson.
1: Yeah, that's what I would have said as well. Um, Although he based a lot of his stuff on Fred Astaire, just quietly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: Any color gi in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, what color would you wear and why would you wear it?
0: Um, Probably yellow. I'm a yellow kind of person. I would always wear the white traditional gi, but I think yellow is my personality on the inside. So if I had to choose, I'd probably do that. And it's light enough to where you could still be... In the hygiene checking category. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
1: favorite board game. Um, favorite board game,
0: probably Monopoly.
1: Mm, there you go. Yep. Uh, and the one that I said I was going to ask you, and I asked you last time we spoke. To, anyway, you're between your father and all of your uncles. Who's most likely to be centre at the Christmas party for the kids at Gracie North Jiu Jitsu?
0: Between my father and my
1: brother? No, between your father and your uncles. Oh, all of your uncles. All of
0: my uncles. Well, I know that Henzo has already been the Santa at various Christmas parties, so I would have to say him for sure.
1: Nice. Do you think you could twist Dad's arm? Well, you wouldn't twist Dad's arm, but do you think you could get your dad to do it?
0: I think if there were enough kids involved, yes, yeah, that's for cool. sure. All
1: right, will pay money for that photo. <laughs> um, what does COVID look like for you? Because your COVID journey is a bit different from everybody else's. You're sort of in New Zealand when it hits yeah yeah and wow you're like thousands of miles from home and going well and i, I probably I, you're probably a little bit like me you looked at what was going on in America and went ah, I don't know if I'm too keen to go back yeah. quite yet yeah
0: so I was actually gonna travel this whole year of 2020 and the first big place that I started was here in New Zealand so I got here January 1st 2020 I came for a month, fell in love with the country, the nature, the people. Everybody's so friendly. Um, Ended up wanting to stay until the end of my visa, which was until the end of March. COVID hit in the middle of March. And then I just kept trying to stay and stay and stay. And now I have a work partner visa. So um, COVID, I feel like I haven't, I don't know what COVID is. I didn't have the struggle. I didn't have to wear the mask. I feel so blessed. Everyone's like, oh, you're stuck here because of COVID. But... I'm not stuck anywhere. Like no, I, no, yeah. I have I can go anywhere. I have passports to all over. I have friends and family all over. I just feel so blessed to actually be here and be able to also do what I love because in most countries you're wearing masks, there's no classes, there's no contact with people. Yeah. And I'm such a connection person and mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a blessing for me to be here and I feel terrible for other people, small businesses, but I got the creme de creme. I got New Zealand without all the tourism, my little um, haven with no
1: COVID. <laughs> <laughs> the tour to tour Kwan, yeah. Um, so, um, and for all of our overseas listeners, New Zealand is a horrible place. We would not like you to come and visit. Please go to Australia instead. It's <laughs> just our secret. Kwan, Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> now, often it's easy to get overwhelmed with everything going on in the world. Um, you know, we got COVID, we got pandemics. You, like, I've seen some of the jujitsu studios overseas. They haven't been training for like over a year. Yeah. Some of them. Um, some people have got mental health issues because they haven't been able to go anywhere or anything else. What do you do to keep, as we would say in New Zealand, um, an even keel? See, sailing yeah, yeah. America's Cup. Uh, what do you do to keep an even keel or to recharge yourself when the dojos closed Because we've had a couple of lockdowns, but nothing major. Um, to make sure that you are sort of nicely balanced, if you know what I mean.
0: Yes, so um, I feel very fortunate to have learned a lot of things that I can do myself as far as physical activity, exercises. Um, I'm also a big advocate of you don't need to do a sport. Like, I want to do everything so that I can do everything. Yep. So that includes handstands, swimming, playing basketball, hiking, bicycling, Um, I try to get all of that in it, so my physical activities, my workouts are so that I can live more and enjoy more of life. Um, Also, I think nature is very, very centering for me, so if I couldn't work out or go to a gym, I love swimming, I'll go in the ocean, I'll go in a lake, river, and those things have been very accessible for me here in New Zealand, especially because I feel like this is one of the most beautiful nature preserve places I've ever been everyone takes care of it there's the Maori culture here that really preserves nature in an incredible way so a jump in the ocean for me clears me up also I can just play music and improv dance and by myself in a room and my father one time told me one of the best pieces of advice I was in Brazil at the time and I was really worried about A similar situation, like if I was going to have a job or not have a job, and I had to wait two weeks to find out, and I was so anxious about it. And it's so simple, but he just said, "Miá filha, my daughter," that's how he calls me. Não sofre por antecipação. Don't suffer because of anticipation. If you only know that it's going to come in two weeks, relax and then wait, and then on the two weeks you'll know. And it's like so. duh thing but really so many people get so anxious about something that they're only going to know in the future like I don't know I, I'm i only here until December I can't now be stressed out until December I might as well just have fun and then figure it out in yeah. December if I make it there yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. you and you know, us both yeah, yeah. so um, at what age did you realize that you were one a Gracie and two part of a legacy Because you are, I mean, that's just, that's one of those things with being a Gracie or um, for us over here in New Zealand, we've got a few famous families, none as famous, I would say, as the Gracies, but I've spoken to them and they've sort of like, you know, it wasn't until I was sort of in my mid-twenties that I realised, actually, there's something quite cool about it. So what age did you realise that, one, you were a Gracie, and two, you had a legacy?
0: Um, I realised that I was a Gracie... um the first one of the first times we went back to Brazil, so I was born in Brazil and I moved to the States when I was five. And then um we didn't go back because we didn't have our green card. We wouldn't be able to leave and exit. So when I was twelve years old we went back to Brazil for the first time again to get our green cards there. And I remember going into a mall and it was me, my sister and my little brother Crone, and we were in the mall with my dad in Baja in this place room that they have with roller coasters and everything and um, we were holding hands with my dad and then all of a sudden he started to get swarmed and swarmed (laughs) and swarmed and we were really little like I was 12 and I was the oldest at that time so we were just getting swarmed and swarmed and then all of a sudden I like couldn't see my dad anymore I was kind of holding the hands of my siblings and he was like really far away and I remember him at one point just screaming and being like where are my children where are my children and we were like maybe like 20, 40 feet away from him. And it was like kind of scary for us at that time. And I was like, wow, he's really important here. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was a Gracie thing or just like the importance of my father at that time. And um, I realized about the legacy, I think when I started Gracie North with my sister, I realized how um, impactful jujitsu can be in people's lives, how many people's lives it's changed. The more I get involved with it, the more I see the influence and the the roots that it spread and my grandfather and great uncle Carson they were just geniuses. I mean, they did exactly what they wanted to do, which mm. is create a little army that would spread throughout <laughs> the world and teach jujitsu and prove the efficiency of the martial arts and they did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even
1: the way that your um, dad and all your your uncles and your grandfather as well basically started up the ultimate fighting championship to say his, his jiu-jitsu. This yeah. is going to beat everything. I mean, when Hoist steps into the into the octagon for, for the first time in a gi and everybody else is looking at him, it's like, I have to be honest. I mean, we used to get the, they were VCDs in those mm-hmm. days from Thailand with terrible Thai subtitles on the bottom of them. And we were all sitting there going, man, this guy's in a gi. He's going to get destroyed, but. Course, it was like wow, okay. Yeah. Um, when you hear about some of your dad's fights or your exploits, especially with somebody like Zulu, for instance, right, is it hard to put your dad and his fighting exploits sort of warrior them? I'm guess I'm gonna say that is Hicks and Gracie and go, Wow, my da- that's my dad, and that's kind of wild, um, or do you just sort of go, Yeah, that's my dad? I mean, because there's definitely, as we all know, I mean, I've again, I've interviewed professional sports players and they they have a switch they go into the ring or they go onto a sports field or into the dojo or the rolling switch um, is it hard to sort of see some of those those uh, that old footage of your dad and go wow that's my dad but I can't quite sort of put two and two to get together there if you know what I mean
0: Um, no not at all my dad he's, um, he's very zen in his approach to fighting he doesn't he stays happy, he breathes, he's very centered in his own mind, but he doesn't um, project, like he loves, he loved doing that, he loved fighting, he was adamant about proving the efficiency of jiu-jitsu, so it was never something that he had to get angry about, no. if that makes yep. sense, um, and yeah, I just, I've seen my dad do incredible things, I've seen my dad go to seminars and there's 200 people and he would teach a two hour seminar and then train with every single person mm. and every single person in there is trying to get him. Yeah. And he still does that and is understanding of that. Um, yeah. So I think my dad, I've, I've always admired that he's had this capacity to just bring it and mm. he is He's very, very talented. And
1: he's always sharp. Like, I mean, there's those stories about him, you know, when he started to be able to beat everybody easily in the dojo. He's like, right, now I'm going to have to beat everybody within a minute using a triangle choke, but be on the left side. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like mind blowing. He
0: really does. He'll be like, okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to count to 10, and all I'm going to go for is a choke and he starts counting one, two so all you really have to do is protect <laughs> your neck like you could just sit there and protect it and somehow like with his rolling and changing you just lo- lose it and then all of a sudden yeah. ten, choke <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: gotta love rolling when you're rolling with the professors <laughs> yeah. um, if I ask the kids at Gracie North what's Coach Kwan Gracie like when she teaches what would they say apart from smiling laughing and having fun because I know that that's something you do I've watched some of your videos from Gracie North it looks like a lot of fun and I'm definitely going to come up one day and have a role, but um, what do you, What would you hope that the kids would say about Coach?
0: Um, well, my nickname at Gracie North was General, which is the general, so <laughs> there's <laughs> definitely like a fine line. I really believe that um, there's a discipline and a structure there, so it's kind of like she's great, she's wonderful, she's friendly, but she teaches a lot, she's very serious, she's very passionate, and we're not going to get away with anything <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So. she's got eyes in the back of her head yeah. 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 Now you, New years help years
0: <laughs> help
1: now you left took a break from Jiu Jitsu at 13 to pursue dance what was that conversation like with your dad when you had it because I mean it's I mean I, I know that and from what I've seen about your father he doesn't seem like the type of man that would say well you have to do jujitsu because jujitsu is that that's not him at all but it still would have been kind of an awkward conversation like, hey, Dad, mm, I'm not going to do jiu-jitsu anymore. Um, and why did you feel the need for the break from it?
0: Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a, there was actually never a, a specific conversation. It wasn't like I needed a break. I just got more focused into dance, and so I had less time for jiu-jitsu. And um, I think he really knew that I was so passionate about dance, so he just wanted to encourage me. Um, an old friend a friend of mine, Ryan, told me something that was incredible that I had never thought about, but I used to live in um, Orange County, mm-hmm. and I would drive up to LA like once a week, whatever, to see my dad. And he had built this studio, and he would spend hours showing me exercises on the ball mainly, like those yoga balls. Mm-hmm and um, kind of like exercises that were jujitsu related, but that they were also so good for my dance and my coordination and my conditioning. And Ryan pointed out, he's like, you know Quan, your dad loved you so much, he found a way to go to you. Mm-hmm. And now that he's older, he needs you to come to him. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was, when I that clicked into my brain, it was like so true. Everything he did, it was like, the same way that I teach the kids, it's a little bit disguised the learning, so he never went directly, he never said, you have to train, that wasn't his thing, he just wanted me to be active, he wanted me to be happy, one time also he said, you know, mia filha, if you marry a Chinese man and you move to China, I won't see you, but I'm not gonna be mad, I'm gonna be sad that I'm gonna miss you, but I want you to be happy above all things. So he really um, put that into me to just pursue your happiness, do what makes you happy, and I'll sneak in some jujitsu techniques. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so do you ever feel the pressure of the family tradition or has it gotten easier as you've matured? Because you are definitely your own person. I mean, what you got to do is look at your Instagram account and um, your exploits when you go around New Zealand and everything else. But do you has it become easier as you've matured and you, you can sort of say, yeah, Hexon's my dad yeah. and I'm part of a legacy and blah blah blah. But I'm cool with that and this is me.
0: Yes, it's definitely gotten easier as i mature. I think in the beginning, you always think like you have to beat everyone. And as a Gracie, you have an X on your back. Like yeah. everybody, I've had men want to tap me out so hard because then it's, they can say they tapped out of Gracie and I'm like, whoa, buddy, you tapped out a 120 pounder. <laughs> Gracie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who's a yeah. blue belt, like yep. hooray for you. Yep. But um, I've learned how to deal with a lot of things. I've learned m- how to set my own boundaries. I can choose who I want to train with. Mm -hmm. I can choose how hard I want to go. So yes, I am my own person. And also because I was kind of like away from it for so long, I lived in Italy where no one knew who I was. No one knew about jujitsu. I was able to gain my confidence in myself. And then that kind of lets me feel more confident around about my jujitsu as well mm, mm. and I'm a student I'm learning every day Shh, yeah. I'll let you into a secret we're all, we're all <laughs> students exactly you know, we're all students I yeah. mean the but, person who thinks they know everything doesn't know anything yeah, at all you yeah, know
1: yeah it's that like that old old saying it says uh, when you meet somebody who knows everything it's time to leave because they haven't got the lesson <laughs> um, now you're very much your own person and you've got your, your own traits and everything else do you get tired Uh, of being asked questions about your dad when people find out who you are or when they find out about your surname and go oh you'll be this are there some there must be because I mean I know from stuff that I've done in the past when people find out I'm a police officer my eyes sometimes just roll on the back of my head and I'm like I should have said I was a florist (laughs) Uh, because that would have been way easier Um, they're asking about cases and everything else are there some days where you're just like no Gracie questions today just let me be quiet today
0: um I feel like if I go outside I have to be able to expect those things. If I don't want anyone to ask me any questions, I stay home. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll work. You yeah. know, that some I had a friend in Brazil who told me that. His name's Carinho de Jesus. He's a very famous um, samba dance teacher. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I go outside and I'm having a bad day and I snap at someone, that's gonna make me look mm-hmm. bad forever. Yeah. So I've definitely accepted the fact that I'm Hickson's daughter and people are sometimes they look at me and I can just see in their face they feel like they're meeting my dad or at yeah. you and I'm only me and all I can do is try to pass that energy through you mm-hmm. know um, so I, I don't go out if I don't want to answer those kinds of questions I also really try to I've never been because I lived in Italy because I wasn't a hardcore black belt jiu-jitsu practitioner I've never sold myself as a Gracie. I'll never introduce myself as, hey, my name's Quan Gracie. Yeah. I'm Quan, and then eventually they find out, and usually it's so much cooler because then they're like, oh my God, I knew her and she was so cool, and now <laughs> yeah. she's also a Gracie. Um, I think it's kind of the opposite vibe when you're already like pushing yourself to yeah. be, you know, and I don't, I am my own person, and I've gotten so many lessons from my father, from my brother, but they have their knowledge, they have their own beliefs, and I'm a little bit, we're all different, you know, so. Yep,
1: exactly. Yeah. Not wrong. What's your mum like, Quan, and two part question, who rules the house? Mum or dad? Or who ruled the house?
0: Okay, so my dad would always say a really funny joke, which is... um,
1: you're translating, I, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> I can see it. In your head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I always have the less the last word, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. my mom is definitely like a firm woman, and she is incredible. Like, she was incredible before my father as an independent woman. She was the first woman surfer, she hang glided, she was a model, which is where I think. Um, that i get the jack of all trades thing it's like you do whatever you got to do to survive yeah and then once she became my father's manager she was the um creator of pride she was the creator of Valitudo of the coliseum so there's like stories about her that are just incredible she went um pride was um Kind of mafia in, in mm-hmm. Yakuza. Yeah, the Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an, a situation where they had to sign a contract or will she sign, will they not sign? And my mom, like, went for the jugular, and was <laughs> like, you sign this right now or there's no fight. <laughs> and um, besides that, she worked so, 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 so hard to give us everything that we had yeah. as far as like education, traveling, culture, the best nutrition. Um, so my mom is a pretty incredible woman I really respect and admire and love her very much
1: yeah I mean let's be honest she's a she's a fighter's wife that's that's a tough road yeah Yeah. and and also as we would say here a mama you you would say a mom um, but it's and it's it's hard because you've got your public and your private persona and everybody wanting a piece of your dad and then people wanting pieces of you because you're who you are and everything else so now both you and your dad and you are definitely uh, a big philosophers which i love because i am too what do you think your father would suggest to somebody who had either just started jujitsu or was just thinking about it what would you think he would say like i'll give you the piece of advice i got because i'd come from a krav maga um Instructors and a second-down black belt in Aikido. And I'm like, oh, I've always wanted to do jiu-jitsu since I saw it with Mel Gibson in the Weapon. Mm-hmm. You're probably too young, but 1987 no, no. it came out, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is that? No, nah, I couldn't figure it out, and eventually we found out what it was. But by that stage, I was teaching Aikido, so I went and took up jiu-jitsu at the age of. <clears throat> Forty-seven, um, wow, and yeah, that's
0: amazing. It's not
1: amazing because my hips are like,
0: oh, I'm not that flexible <laughs> anymore.
1: I'll go to side control. That works. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, and anyway, so I got the advice from my professor. I said, well, that doesn't that, uh, Brazilians don't take this the wrong way. You teach things in a different way. Um, I spoke to my brother-in-law, who's very big in football. He's coached New Zealand football team. I said, how do Brazilians teach football? And he said. It's kind of weird. And I said, what do you mean? He said, they will teach a pass, and then they might teach you how to kick the ball, and then they'll say, let's play a game when you've got two techniques. And he's like, why would you ask that question? I'm like, because that's kind of how I see some people instruct jiu-jitsu. They're like, okay, we're going to do this, and then we'll do this. Let's roll. Um, Because you obviously learn lots more from rolling than you do any other, uh, well, sometimes. Um, So my professor said to me, just roll and just enjoy the roll. Mm -hmm. What do you think your dad would say if... If.
0: Um, I think my dad would say base. So okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would say base. But um, I take my hat off to anyone who is learning jujitsu as an adult. I think when you start. I thought kid, you were going to say
1: anybody's learning jiu jitsu and as old as you, Brian, but that's, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> no
0: way, as any adult, because when you're a kid, you don't have your ego yet. Yeah. And the ego is, I think, the number one thing that gets in the way of your progression in jiu jitsu. And as an adult, you have not only your physical limitations, you already have your muscle memories in different ways. Um, so I think that to start jiu jitsu as an adult, it takes a lot of. Strength and courage, interior, Um and I think that my dad would probably say, just keep going, just keep trying. And the difference in the education, I've noticed that when I moved back to Brazil, then I would teach people. In Brazil, we have the malandragem, the street smart, the kind of like mm-hmm. sneaky thing. So in the U.S., everybody wants to know the process. Step one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. So they want to learn all that stuff. Whereas Brazilians, they just want to get to the the goal. They Mm -hmm. just want to get to the end of the line. So I think that's kind of where the difference in teaching. They'll teach you two moves and then they want you to kind of figure it out and get yourself to the end. It's kind of a little bit um, easier for the teacher and um, it makes it lighter for the student, I think.
1: Yeah, and there doesn't seem to be like this... Huge thing of I've got to get my blue belt. I got to get my purple belt. I got to get my brown belt. I got to. There seems to be this thing, and I don't know as far as I have understood it in Brazilian culture that if I sort of go, you know what, I'm going to do a lapel choke today, and I managed to get my hand much deeper and much further into to, to to use the lapel to choke in a roll today, then that's a good thing today. I can take that as a, a win for me today. Yeah. Um So it's just like I guess you guys seem to. There seems to be a lot more smaller victories rather than these massive big, you know, here's an award, here's a certificate, yeah. It's, yeah, so.
0: And that goes back to the origins of Jiu-Jitsu, like traditionally there was only white, blue and, and um, dark blue belts, mm-hmm. and that's why as you went back it was either you were a student, you were an advanced student, or you were an instructor. Um, and it's because of the American award system that all these silver, silver-white stripes, all these kind of different belts started to be created. And um, I think in, in jujitsu, I always tell my kids, like, your belt is, even the little kid that I taught the other day, he's like, when do I get my black belt? And I was like, buddy your belt is two inches of your waist, you don't even have a gi on, like, don't <laughs> worry. And then he told me a story about his aunt. He said, oh, my aunt, like someone went like this and he she he threw her over her back and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right. And did your aunt have a belt on when she did that? And mm-hmm. he's like, no. And I was like, exactly. Where is your jujitsu buddy? It's in your brain, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. up here. So yeah. it doesn't matter what belt you are. It doesn't matter, like your knowledge is within you. We see black belts today that are not legit black belts and we see blue belts who are incredible so whatever it's all inside of you it's what your objective is out of it so I think that kind of is yeah
1: not wrong I always say to people whenever they say to me oh no, when when do you think I'll become a black belt? And I'm like, you can go to the martial arts store and buy one yeah, for $8. $8 exactly. And there you go, you're away. Just yeah. bring yourself up a certificate, that'll work. Um, <laughs> what do you think is the one thing that fundamental beginners need to master? I know what you're going to say already. <laughs> yeah. See, I've got it already. As soon as possible when they start their jiu jitsu sort of career.
0: Um, yes base. base. Yes, yeah. that's the base is the base, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that and I think that goes into a lot of weight distribution. So just understanding the weight distribution and um, How your body? Kind of takes that kind of pressure also secondly It's jujitsu is very much about being comfortable and very uncomfortable positions mm-hmm. So kind of having that mental Strength to know that you're gonna get uncomfortable, and you can always tap, you can always say, Hey, this is too much, but also every time try to push yourself a little bit more to handle the uncomfortable position before you tap or give up or yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I remember when I started, I felt like my ribs were coming through my spine, my spine was coming through my yeah. ribs. Yeah,
0: um, anyway, <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure you got better stories than mine. Um, so you often post in your Instagrams where you say progress over perfection. You did a great, great um time lapse with you rolling with somebody,
0: yeah, um, my partner Morgan. There
1: you go, uh yeah. Um, do you think it hampers a lot to people in jiu jitsu when they start or in general and in life because they're just they're trying to get everything perfect? rather than just kind of enjoying it. Because, look, let's be honest, if I roll with a whole bunch of men that are all six foot three, and I'm just trying to think. I'm converting my pounds, kilos, kilos. Uh, about 180 <laughs> pounds for you. I do uh, kilos, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, 90, 90 kgs. Um, and I roll with them, and then I come and train with you and your sister at Gracie North, and I roll with you and your sister, the role's going to be different. But if I've perfected my jujitsu to handle these big, huge, hulking guys... Um, as you and some of your family would say it's technique over strength all the time always, all the time right Um, I might go yeah yeah, cool I can out muscle you but my technique might not be any good, do you think that people they don't actually just enjoy the progress, they're trying to attain the perfection sometimes and let's be honest you can't, I, I don't think you can't attain the perfection in Jiu Jitsu because everybody that you roll with is different so every time you roll, it's going to be a different roll, isn't it? You have to, yeah.
0: I totally agree. Um, I think people are always thinking about the the finish line. And really, there is no finish line. If no. you get to the finish line, it's probably not a good sign. It means you're out of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the process is the part that should be giving you a lot of pleasure. And like you said, every roll is different. Every space is different. And technique always. Technique. My dad, technique, technique. When my kids mess up, I am I always joke about, like, um, if you if you did something, your technique is off because jiu is perfect. <laughs> jiu-jitsu yeah. is perfect. If something went wrong for you, we got to talk about the technique issue. And, um, yeah, I think in life and everything that you do, you want to really enjoy the process because, unfortunately, tomorrow is never guaranteed for anyone. Exactly. So if you're not having fun doing... The part that's why for the kids it's play bass, it's have fun, it's do it for your whole life, and um, I really think that's very, very important.
1: You're good, yeah. I just thought they might pop over and go, oh.
0: We got little kids, around yeah, yeah, us. yeah.
1: It's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Given Hi, what we guys. do.
1: Hey, guys, <clears throat> uh, where am I here? right eh? uh, Have you got any memories of your grandfather?
0: I do. I have, um, actually, I have a really kind of funny, terrible memory. When I was really little, I was running around in a circle around his farm, and there was this really sharp plant, um, and my brother was chasing me around this, like, uh, hedge thing and I tripped and felt with my back on it and I got all these spikes and thorns in my back and I remember sitting on a chair with my face down and my dad and my grandpa picking all the thorns out of my back. So that was like a really kind one. Also, my dad, uh, my grandfather raised um, dogs. He raised um, filas and um, starts with a C, corso, like a big, huge dog. So he had a lot of these huge dogs, and he specifically had one that was on a chain in the side of his house, he had a very long, house and there was a chain on the ground and the dog was tied to a leash on the chain so if you got to a certain area the dog would come after you and I remember one time being really little and just do 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 and then here comes the dog just running towards me and the only person that the dog respected was my grandfather and then I remember him just yelling like stop and the dog freezing like maybe two inches from (laughs) my face it was just Crazy.
1: Not good, yeah, I've read a couple of interviews that where journalists have gone out and seen your grandfather at his property and they've all gone, there's like this pack of dogs yeah. come out and so, yeah. yeah. So
0: and then um, my one of my last times with my grandfather was at Hoists fight against Max H- Matt Hugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were all there, and Hoist unfortunately didn't win that one, Yep. and um, my grandfather, we were in the dressing room afterwards, and my grandfather was sitting down next to me holding my hand, and I was a little bit sad because my uncle got kind of beat up that one, and he just kind of like sh- um, rubbed my shoulder and was just like, it's okay, it happens, it's a fight, it happens. Yeah. He'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> not wrong,
1: not wrong, not so. wrong. So for you, jujitsu is more about self-defense than competition. Um, and as I always state to people, it's not about competition for me, it's for self-defense, obviously my job.
0: <laughs> it's
1: quite, quite important. Yeah. Um, uh, when I have heard podcasts from your father recently, it sounds like him and a lot of the, and I'm going to say the more experienced practitioners, uh, the the founders, I guess you would say, are getting a little bit frustrated with jiu-jitsu as a sport because they see practitioners who are um, stalling for points or stalling for time or stalling for the victory and everything else, and it sounds like your father in particular, he's like, you know, it, jiu-jitsu started off as self-defense, it was, that's what, my father uh created it for are you do you i know that you view it more as self-defense than competition do you see that same thing as well do you i mean obviously it it is self-defense for you but do you have the same issues with the way that some jujitsu is going where people
0: i mean i don't have an issue with it i think everything evolves 100 percent. so once you plant the seed you don't know which way the branches will grow right Mm -hmm. and um And I feel like now there's kind of two sides. There's the jujitsu, sport jujitsu, which is very competitive. And then there's the jujitsu, self-defense jujitsu. And um, I am an Alu Gracie legacy, so I really focus on the self-defense because it's real life. It's what's going to happen to you. Whereas sport jujitsu, it's kind of become, I feel, limited. You can learn how to really win with the rules. Mm -hmm. You can stall. You can do those things. So that... um, definitely is it changes the idea you get a great jiu-jitsu competitor world champion black belt who doesn't know how to do a simple wrist grip mm-hmm. um so i think that's counterproductive to the self-defense aspect but it's not to say that it's useless if you're doing sport jiu-jitsu yep you do have to some people are great great jiu-jitsu practitioners and they suck at competing Mm. and vice versa. Some people always win in the competitions, but they don't know how to train a lot of things. Um, And yeah, I think there's these two kind of digressions. Ultimately, in a perfect world, you want to have your 100% self-defense down Mm -hmm. and you want to be a great competitor. But some people don't like to compete. I have no real desire to compete in jiu-jitsu. I've competed a lot in dance and everything, so now Jiu Jitsu is this fun process for me mm. and I really have to accept that because I may never see my purple belt. I may never see anything a stripe on my blue belt, and that's okay because you know it doesn't mean that I'm not learning it doesn't mean that I'm not putting in the time the people who are um, the only people that I've been offered my purple belt before and I had to be like thank you with all due respect I'm so honored but I can't accept this The only people I can take belts from is my brother and my father, and sometimes I'm thousands of miles away from them, so I mean, it may come, it may never come. I have to just accept the learning process for myself.
1: And And to be fair though, your dad, when he got, I hope I get this right, his coral belt from your uncle. Horian, yep. Yep. um, Yeah, he, he wore it begrudgingly after Horian basically said, if our dad was here, he'd give you this... And I see that he still doesn't wear it to this day because he's like, like no, I haven't done the time, you know, and everything else, which is
0: very much political. So he didn't do the whole time. So he doesn't think he doesn't like to wear it. Also, I think that we would have liked to be there as his children, me, my sister, my brother. Mm -hmm. We wanted to be there. It was kind of a a surprise thing. I think everyone was kind of caught off guard. Um, and I think my father is like very much by the book. He's so, um, he has so much integrity that he would never.
1: No. You know, yeah, that he's was fine
0: just wearing his black belt. He doesn't even need a, a coral belt. No. Yeah. You know? That
1: was the impression I got when they gave it to him. He was, uh, and I've seen a couple of bits of footage. I was like, it was almost like his attitude was like. Honestly, if it was blue, black, yellow, yeah. it wouldn't matter. I'm just, yeah. It doesn't matter. He already just knows. He's yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's not wrong.
0: And it's like, I say that, like, so I have to, you know, I have to be like, it is. He is. I've seen what he's done. It's incredible. Yeah. And one time I asked him, like, hey, what about this guy? Is this guy ever going to be that good? And he said, afilia, you know, there's only one Kelly Slater, there's only one Hicks and Gracie. There's only one Tony Hawks Sometimes there's just a miracle that happens, yeah. and I don't know what it is. And my dad's not the biggest.
1: No, no but so. the thing that scares me, and it's across all sports, you will get people who look at uh, Hoist and Hickson and your grandfather, and they will be training like them, and then they'll try and emulate them, but they, it's not quite the same, you know? Yeah. You, you've got to come up with your own style yeah. to... Create right. stuff. So for some people jiu-jitsu is about medals, sports, competition. For others like me, it's a release because obviously I have lots of stuff going on at work and everything else. Um it's almost like I always tell people it's my active meditation. Mm-hmm. Um for others it's self defence. What, it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what is it for sounds familiar? Yeah, 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 What is it for Quan Gracie? Jiu
0: Jitsu? Yeah. Jiu Jitsu is the ultimate chess game for yes. me. It's such a mind um evolving thing I love it now when I train it's just like I get to put everything the combination of everything I've ever done in my life into that training I get to think about dance and the choreography and the step I get to think about what I'm doing and what they're going to do next and the little chess game that goes back and forth and are you a step ahead are you two steps Mm -hmm. behind um it's just incredible. I feel so blessed to be able to go back to it after having been away from it and gaining all this other kind of knowledge about my body, about my concepts of philosophy and then training jiu-jitsu. I just feel like it's such a relief. And it is. It's what I call a moving meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have
1: heard it described as it's like trying to wrestle an octopus with Vaseline smeared all over the octopus. <laughs> and that, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Yep. Um, now, you plus like I do, a lot of emphasis on fun and kids and jiu-jitsu and the lessons that kids learn on the mat, uh, the swallowing of ego, compassion, I believe creates stronger, much more resilient kids. But it has to be kept playful, doesn't it? Because let's be honest, if jiu-jitsu was no fun and I got my arm broken every time I rolled, I probably wouldn't turn up after the lesson too. Um, so what, what are the things that you always keep in mind when you're coaching Kids, what are the, what are some of the things that you are always trying to bring to that lesson?
0: So, in my Gracie Roots program, first and foremost, there's no competition. Mm-hmm. Everyone is a training partner, so we got to take care of each other. Um, the better I get, the better you're gonna get, mm-hmm. which means the better I'm gonna get. So, we always protect each other. We take care of each other. There's, there's enough competition in the outside world to where once you're in the mat with me, it's about having fun. It's about Um, learning and challenging yourself for sure but so that everybody grows and has fun together I would never want um, a kid to get hurt that's like the worst thing because of course that's why a lot of people don't stay in Mm jujitsu. I think there is 80% of people drop out of jiu-jitsu within their first six months because of some overexerted pressure they got put into an uncomfortable position especially as an adult if you feel like demasculated or defemulated, whatever it is, you know, D-they delayed it, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. you're not going to come back. Um, So I really tried to make sure that the kids are taking care of each other, that there's a very much a respect concept going on and keep it playful, keep it fun, learn the reflexes. You can hide a lot of what you're teaching kids Um, through play Mm -hmm. and I strongly believe that small movements are the building blocks for complex movements Mm -hmm. and if you take a kid today a lot of times they don't know how to put their hand up to protect their face they don't know a lot of basic reflexes so you can teach them those reflexes which will protect them in other kinds of situation throughout their life
1: what was it like to be and you're gonna say I was never a student I was just like it was me and my dad Kind of riffing, but what was it like to be a student of your dad's? Did you guys have like the normal dad daughter spats? Like, you know, I hate you, I'm not doing it, I'm sick of it, I'm tired of it. Um, I read somewhere where you said you became immune to tickling fairly quickly, yeah. And
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right, yeah. And
1: you, you, you didn't really well, you did train, but you said that you played jiu jitsu with your dad, yeah, yeah.
0: It's always was very play, so he, we do the Indians, so he'd throw little darts. and they'd come at you and then that's how you get these kinds of reflexes and I was actually talking to my partner yesterday we stand on my father's foot for balance exercises and he'd come and try to push us or pull us around so I was never, I never felt like I was being obligated to learn but there were those times that it was like okay put on your gi, come to the mat and he would test our self-defense it was always very relaxed and um I, I don't know, I've just my dad is an incredible teacher. I think you can also be very good at jiu and suck at teaching mm-hmm, and maybe mm. not be so good and be a very good teacher. And that's about just being connected to what you're doing and who you're teaching. Um, my dad is incredible to learn from. He knows exactly how to dose the, the pressure. So you start with anyone very lightly and then you start to make it stronger, harder, as they feel more confident always able to do that so i never felt like there was any rift and we did always play and actually like my whole life i've been tested on my bass he come <laughs> he push he pull he test my base test my base and finally the last time i was with him in l.a i had been working on my base so hard my base was good he's like oh mia fila, your bass is pretty good you got the angles he's very specific about the angles of the foot and I was like, okay, my bass is good. And then he's like, But what about your moving bass? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yep. And I was like, oh no, uh, not yep. now. I have another fifty million years of moving <laughs> base to get down. Well I gotta
1: be honest, since you and I last spoke, I'm like, oh, Kwan said bass. Her dad said bass. I'm like, if I ever get this chance to roll or come and train with you, I know what you're gonna be talking about. <laughs> so I've just like even my wife said to me the other day, uh why we got all these jujitsu videos on base I'm like because I'm getting ready for something (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'll be there but hey look that's all good Um, to those who haven't done or seen or experienced jujitsu, like we've said it's a human chess match mind game that goes on when you roll with somebody Um, it's that octopus octopus and Vaseline it's everything else you however always look like you're having fun when you're rolling Um, what's your secret because for me it's like survival I'm like Woo. Some, I mean, there are sometimes I feel like a fish out of water mm-hmm. and I'm flopping, but what is it for you when you're rolling? How, how do you manage to still keep it fun? Are you thinking to yourself, yeah, I'm rolling, I'm having fun, I'm learning lessons, or is that just the way that you train, have fun?
0: Um, yeah, I feel very blessed to have had training partners that are great for me. Like, I'm never feeling like in a competitive. I think probably the most competition is me and my sister when we go at it, of course. Yeah. Um, but i'm always trying to learn i think that whoever i'm training with understands where i'm at Mm -hmm. and um, i understand where they're at and you know the the lesson of jujitsu is to be comfortable in very uncomfortable positions Mm -hmm. and being small i've always been on the bottom and been smashed my dad the, the last time too was like come on get out of there you're too comfortable just being in the bottom in the guard like you shouldn't be down there you're too small Like, get out get out and um, I think that's kind of a part of it. Like, I just, I know what I'm trying to get. I am comfortable in a lot of uncomfortable positions. My training partners and I usually have a great respect for one another. And I'm not scared to tap. I had, don't have an ego. I did, but I had to, like, yeah. lose that very slowly and just accept the place that I'm at right now, I think.
1: i mean to that different body types and different ages equal different styles and different types of jiu-jitsu let's be honest even if we had somebody like your father at the age of 19 and now what is he 63
0: Uh, my parents don't believe in age we don't talk about age I don't know how old my dad is perfect that's
1: all good we'll we'll say he's 24 because he (laughs) might be listening just in case he ever finds me Um, so do you think that's one of its strengths um, the fact that you can do it at any age and you can also do it like you see lots of Military veterans who have come back and they've got missing limbs and uh, people who have got disabilities who I just find amazing doing jiu-jitsu, you know, they some people, I've seen some people who have been sort of uh, in a wheelchair, unable to use their legs, and yet they're still rolling on a jiu-jitsu mat, which I just find amazing.
0: So, uh, if you do scroll down my Instagram, one of the most emotional things for me after starting Gracie North is we went to a competition and I got to see that. I saw a guy get off a wheelchair, get on the mat, and another guy, I don't know exactly what his hand cap was, but they competed together and they were, it was just so beautiful and it really, my grandfather always said that jujitsu is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it was just so beautiful to see these two people competing and the sportsmanship they had amongst each other. And then after, I don't know who won, who lost, they didn't care. They were just like, oh, if you ever wanna compete again, I'll meet you on the mat. And I had to stop, I was in tears. I had to stop um, both of them and just take a picture with them because that's ultimately what it is, is jujitsu is for anyone, any age. Another really amazing experience for me was when I went to Miami to the Valencia Brothers Academy. Mm -hmm. They had Pedro was teaching a private to a 81-year-old and a 79-year-old together, two black belts, training. I was in the room seeing exactly, like, that's my grandfather. He was that age when he yeah. was training. And my dad even told me the last time he was with him, my grandfather always, like, you step into the house, he's like, come here, I got to show you something, I got to show you something. And he'd always kind of pull you to the mat. And my dad is very similar in that way, too. Like, oh, let me show you something, let <laughs> yeah. me show you yeah. something. And my dad said, like, I remember the last time I was with Aliu and he called me to the mat. And of course, he's not as strong, he's a little bit different, but he still had new moves and he still, his mind was still thinking about it and he still had a new technique. And, and I saw this interview from my grandfather, which was incredible, which is, my grandfather had nine children Mm -hmm. and um, nine, seven boys, Mm -hmm. two girls. And he said, you know, what kind of man does a profession, is so passionate about it, that every single one of his children do the same profession? Mm. I'm a jujitsu teacher, I'm a jujitsu professor, and all my kids are professors of jujitsu as well. I mean, you'll see lawyers who have doctors and dentists and maybe one lawyer, but he has seven sons, and they've all done that. And now his grandchildren, like... I would say probably 90 to 80% of them are involved in that Mm. and you know because it's so beautiful and it's so the philosophy is so strong and it's effective Mm. so Mm. I
1: feel yeah it's like there's a picture that you sometimes see on social media it's got a doctor's stethoscope and then it's got a jujitsu black belt on the other Mm. side and it's got before you laugh at somebody for doing something like jujitsu realize for them to get one of these takes as long as it takes to become a doctor
0: Exactly.
1: So, yeah I mean,
0: it's really incredible and he was able to pass that passion not only of jiu-jitsu but of teaching and of competing to some more than others to every one of his children and to the grandchildren and my father was able to pass that on to us mm-hmm. i i hope that i'm representing my legacy maybe 10% of what I can because that would mean the world to me like all I want is for my grandfather I remember in Gracie North sometimes I would teach the kids classes and we bow to each other and then we bow to my grandfather's picture and I would tear up because I'm like gosh this is not even me I can feel that something is coming through me and teaching me these kids how do I know how do I have this reflex this is him. I'm just, do I hope I'm representing you, Grandpa. <laughs> i
1: got to be honest, I have obviously lot, watched lots of videos of your father and your uncles, but there's some things that your father says that you say almost exactly the same, so you're definitely channeling something. <laughs> um, so, well done to you. Um, now, you often talk about being able to move, having the mobility um, for yourself, which in turn helps you in Jiu-Jitsu. As a beginner in jiu-jitsu, if I came to you and said, hey, Kwan, what should I do to improve my mobility for myself so that I can get better at jujitsu?" what would you, would you suggest? Now, I know that the last time we spoke and some of the guys from my academy went, you have to ask her about my... Um, my uh, translation is going to be awful. Gymnastica natural?
0: Gymnastica natural,
1: yes. Uh, well, one out of two wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, so, and you know, your dad was obviously a big exponent of that and everybody's seen the opening scene of choke where he's on the beach beach. and try to do the Hicks and Gracie workout but so what would you suggest if I was gonna say hey how do I improve my mobility what do I do?
0: So first I want to say that my dad told me I had two masters mía filha I had my father Eliu and I had Orlando Cunnings who is the creator of BioGnastica. So, Orlando Cunning's had a student who then kind of named it Janash Natural, but the original guy, the guru of it all is this guy Orlando Cunning's from Brazil and his main focus was breathing and he taught my dad how to get into a moving meditation and um, so from your breath. You learn to relax, you have to get flexible, you have mo- movements, you get mobility, which ultimately creates your longevity. Um, if you, The whole concept is jujitsu, you're with somebody, you're rolling, you're tight, you're knitted. So the better you can move by yourself, the mm-hmm. easier it is for you to move with somebody else. If um, And so the exercises that I would say are to improve your mobility, it's just um, kind of getting in touch with your body in different ways. There's exercises that you can do, but you want to improve your flexibility, which is your range of motion. Mm -hmm. That's always very good. And um, learning how to breathe with your movement. So not only do you breathe normally, but how to let your breath help you with your movement. My dad is like number one of that, like how you exhale, how you inhale, when you do it, how much pressure you put, if you use your nose or your mouth, all those things really affect your um, resilience in a 10 minute round of fighting. Um, yeah, I think like move any kind of movement, like I said, one thing will always help another thing, so swimming is great, um, stretching, do a yoga class, um, do a dance class, my dad is an excellent dancer. Yeah, I've heard
1: that from a couple of people yeah, actually, so so, yeah. yeah, and um, again, you know how you're talking about I hope I'm channeling with that. You and your father, water babies. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've seen yeah, video well. footage of your father like three days before a fight in an ice cold river, yeah. and everybody going, "I hope he doesn't catch a yeah. cold." Um, and your dad said in the past, you know, um, some people who are champions now they don't even know how to hyperventilate. Yeah. And he said that was one of the things I had, sometimes had to do in a fight. Yeah.
0: To, so, so I mean, I definitely encourage anyone to who's interested is to go look up videos of Orlando Cunning, and uh and that's
1: great. Noted. Alright, now speaking of breathing, your father has a book coming out in August in New Zealand.
0: I know, I'm so excited for my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you think you'll be able to get an autograph? <laughs> uh, yeah no. Called Breathe. Now now in all the articles I've read, podcasts I've heard from your father, seminar videos, he places huge importance on this for everything. Maybe even more than the base. Uh, yes, for sure. Yeah. Have you read Seen any of the book yet or not?
0: I have. I have read and um, some of the book. I've discussed it. The guy who wrote the book with my father, his name is Peter McGuire. He's been a family friend of ours since before I can remember. He's actually the one who helped me get into Crossroads High School, which is a very prestigious high school in LA. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, Juan, you're way too talented to be in the school you're in right now. You need to get out. And that was what helped me get into my university. Um, so while he was writing the book, he would ask me questions. He would kind of rep, uh, you know, have my dad's side and then want another side and then probably ask like four other people about yep. their side of the story. So I am very excited to uh, read the complete book. And I know Peter McGuire really is so honest and loves my father and our family. So I'm sure he did a great job. I can't wait to read the full book. And thing. it's the
1: first book your father's ever done, isn't it?
0: Um, He's done other bits and pieces. pieces. This is the first full one. This is like the first full autobiography, I think, where it goes from his childhood on. Most folks focus on his older years.
1: And he's uh, got uh, Jocko Willink to do the forward as well, who's obviously a big jiu-jitsu practitioner. And it's kind of strange how your father and him have met and Jocko's done the forward because I know that Jocko... Uh, he's got his own little sort of fanboy army as well, and he's getting lots of people into yeah, jiu-jitsu course, as well, which is a great thing. Yeah. Um, so, when people ask you, enough about jiu-jitsu. When, pe- when people ask you back home in, in the U.S. about New Zealand, what will you tell them, one, about the country, and two, what's the thing that you found? I always ask people from overseas, what's the thing that you found most annoying about New Zealanders? Mm,
0: most annoying.
1: Like, what's a, Do we have any strange <sighs> cultural traits or things that you've gone, what is that all about?
0: Um, I mean, I can't. I, I'm going to tell everybody back home. That I didn't like you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good work,
1: crowd well, You've done well, and that Australia's way better. Yeah, yeah.
0: Australia's way better. Yeah, although but you actually,
1: can tell your dad to come out if okay, he wants. So yeah. I yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I've
0: told my dad. I've sent him videos. My dad's huge on surfing, so oh, I right, send him yep. videos whenever I see like a beautiful ocean. I went to Rogland last yep. week, and it was so nice. And I was like, "Look, Dad, the longest come <laughs> out." So have you I've,
1: been out to Muralway?
0: Um No, I went to Piha. Yep. And, okay.
1: Uh, yeah. they're yeah, all good. Yeah, that's good then. Yep.
0: I'm still trying to learn some of the names, but I think uh New Zealand is incredible. I had this one experience where the woman with my Brazilian mentality, here I am thinking I'm going to get set up, but really the woman drove me 10 minutes to a gas station through like residential areas. I'm like, this is so suspect. I don't know, I don't know. And really there she was pointing to the gas station 10 minutes later. Um, You guys are so friendly, I feel like the food here, because it doesn't have all the um, pesticides, hormones, whatever, it tastes incredible, you can feel it, um, and, you know, I think you're so friendly. Everyone asks here, like, how are you doing? And they'll talk and talk and talk. I think it's not um, an annoyance, it's not at all, but... They actually genuinely care Mm, to mm. have a very long conversation. In the states, you're like hi, but you don't really care. How are you doing? You don't really want the answer. And here, they care. They want the answer. They'll talk. They'll explain. And sometimes my American mentality is like, I only have a minute. I gotta go, and (laughs) I have to like calm myself down and be like. No Quan, this is like a real, genuine conversation. Just be in the moment. (laughs) Just roll with these kiwis, would you? it's all good, yeah, it's
1: uh, nice. All good. Um, Yeah, My mum tells a great story because my mum's Irish. When she first came out, uh, New Zealanders had this thing of bring a plate Mm. uh, if you're going to a function or something, which basically means they would like you to bring a plate of food. Mm -hmm. Um, So we all share type stuff. And my mum turned up and she had an empty plate. (laughs) <laughs> and everybody's like, what are you And She's like, oh, I thought you said bring a plate. And they're like, no, no. It's like, oh, well.
0: <laughs> okay, all right,
1: so last question. Uh, your day of reckoning's come. I know that we've done this one before. Uh, and you are lying in your casket. You can hear what people are saying about Quan Gracie. What would you like them to say about Quan Gracie?
0: Um, I would like them to say that Quan Gracie really had an impact on my life, a positive, positive impact. She was a, a bright light in in my life and she helped me on my path. I think that's all that I can ask for. There's a, a guy, Don, one of my friends, he told me, you know, you never see a U-Haul behind the, casset, the casket. You know, so we can't take anything else. All we can do is leave behind like our legacy, like my grandfather has mm-hmm. left and so I just hope my whole thing is about planting seeds of, of growth and of confidence and of empowerment to all people. And I hope that that's kind of what resonates. And yeah, she was happy. She had fun. She made it fun.
1: Don't argue with that. That's all good. Right. So uh, so the first thing is, first, thank you very much for coming and doing the podcast again. It's way better in person, isn't it? Yes, it's much more fun. Yeah. And plus, I get to say, I've gone two rounds with a Gracie now. <laughs> Rather than one, so that's pretty cool until we roll, and then I'm gone in about 15 seconds, so that's all good. Um, the other thing is if you want to follow Kwan uh on uh Instagram, what's your handle on Instagram?
0: Yeah, Kwan Gracie, <laughs> Yeah.
1: How many times do you have to spell Kwan to people?
0: Quite a lot, yeah, yeah, I and bet. the pronunciation. And when I grew up in the states, it's really funny, they said Kwan, yeah. Kwan, Kwan, and I was like. I don't like it, when I went to Brazil, it's Kauan, and I was ah. like, okay, when I come back to the States, which I did after, I was like, I want two syllables in my name <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, it's yeah. okay guys, I'm not just cow, cow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like people
1: who aren't familiar with Jiu Jitsu, they will very often, and I'm sure you know this, but they will look at the Gracie's and they're like, so, Royce was the guy that, that oh no, it's Hois, yeah. but what about Rickson, it's like, no, that's Hickson. yeah, and it's like, how come they've all got the same letters? And yeah, I've heard your grandfather talking about that. And so
0: then it's not Haleo, it's Alio. Oh,
1: there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bang. Yeah, okay. And on that happy night. Yeah. Um, so you're on Instagram. Uh, what about Gracie North? Where do people follow Gracie North?
0: So Gracie North has its Instagram too, Gracie North Jiu Jitsu. However, we had to close down Gracie North due to COVID. So my sister has closed that. Um, she's doing some privates at home with the little kids still. And. Um, yeah, we don't have that anymore, but we have Gracie North Jiu Jitsu Academy, um, Gracie North Jiu Jitsu as an Instagram. We have Yakima Jiu Jitsu as an Instagram, which is more of the people who were involved in the school. Um, my brother Crone in the States, mm-hmm. so Crone Gracie, or I think his is Rio Kid Instagram, and his um, Academy is Crone Gracie Jiu Jitsu Academy, which he just opened in Montana. So a big congrats to him
1: mm-hmm. for doing that. Because it's bright. It's, People don't realize how brave it is to open up a school and stand... It's, I always say to people, it's the most naked you can feel ever standing up in front of a class and people are looking at you like, teach me this technique. And you teach them the technique and they're like, which foot did you have for it? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, so yeah. congrats. On. And I guess we should also give out a shout out to your popper as well. So, Yes, what's, Hicks what, and
0: Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Hicks and Gracie Shop. Um, he has his merch on there. His wife, Cassia, does the merch. Um, so, yeah.
1: Um, and um, soon he'll have books for sale as well, I'm book pretty sure. Is, uh,
0: I think it's on pre order. You can Google it.
1: Um, y- yeah, you can. You can pre order yeah. it on Amazon. I've done yeah. it. Shh. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, get to. <laughs> 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 I'll lend you my copy. I right? just don't tell him.
1: Yeah, it's all good. No worries. So. Um, yeah, so thank you very much. It's been amazing. Um, I hope that the rest of your time in New Zealand goes really, really well. I'm sure it will because you've got an amazing attitude. Um, but do make sure that you follow Kwan on Instagram because it's a barrel of laughs. Uh, I looked at it when I first, when you first came out, somebody said, oh, one of the Gracies is here. One of the Gracies. Woo. Um, and then I'm like, oh, okay. So I had a lot, and I try to catch up with you, but I figured you'd gone because COVID hit. And, like, ah, okay, cool. and then I started looking at your Instagram. I'm like, what the? Yeah. And so there's sometimes Kwan is gorging herself on food or preparing <laughs> food. Other times it's a random handstand and sometimes it's like, I'm by the water and now I'm in. It's a barrel of laughs. It's like, it's the Instagram account I want. Uh, Yeah, so it's all good. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
0: Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss his next podcast.